1: panther fans usually that's when i come in and say it's your favorite time of the week but it's not tuesday night it's sunday and the panthers have dropped another to their second straight loss in a really upsetting fashion they fall to the detroit lions 20 to 19 in fact uh i would say they dropped the ball and i'm here to talk about it with cody lashney cody how are you my friend
2: uh, I mean, I'm as good as I can be after a loss like that, man. That, that's just, that one hurt worse than Pittsburgh, man. A worse team, uh, you know, we had enough time to prepare. It was just bad, dude. So many players dropped the ball today, man. It wasn't just on Cam, wasn't just on Funches, That was on absolutely everyone. I
1: got to start the show by telling you, uh, I told you I was going to have to change my shirt. I wore the Panth- uh, Panthers Don't Funch Around shirt uh, today, and they clearly did. So, Cody, I'm changing my shirt right here.
2: Uh-oh. Live on the show. I'm into it. Cover that up. The Panthers <laughs> Funch Around
1: in Detroit. That's for <laughs> sure. Gosh, the you guys can be a part of the C3 podcast and the C3 Post-game show, the numbers is 252-228-5098. We want to get your takes. The lines are already – well, the lines. The voicemail has been filling up. We got a lot of people that got a lot of things on their mind. The Carolina Panthers coming off um, a loss, a, a, you know, a really heartbreaking or stunning loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. And then this week we go on the road. You think that this team can come back and show that this was – uh, something that, you know, a blip on the radar. And now you're starting to wonder, is is this a tailspin? And, and you know, the Panthers' defense didn't do any favors. Until the end, you know, you got to give them credit for putting them in a position to come back and tie it up. You know, they forced the ball back. I mean, if you are going to show up, show up right at the end. I'll take that. Graham Gano with a missed field goal, a missed extra point. And you get down, you score a touchdown at the end, and you pull within one. You could kick the extra points and tie it up and see what happens later. But instead Ron Rivera goes all aggressive, tries to pull a win out on the road. To me, this shows that he was really unconfident with his kicker in Graham Gonneau. No Gonneau. and Graham uh, Gano. No Gano. And Cody, how long does the grace period for Graham Gano have to last after that sixty three yard field goal? This is my first beer, by the way. Also part of the reason we may have lost.
2: No, that's not the reason uh, that we lost. Uh, Listen, man, you know, he did. uh, He won us a football game, and now he lost us a football game. And I kind of think that's what we've always known about Graham Gano. He's a middle-of-the-road field goal kicker. I mean, he has as big a leg as about anyone in the NFL, but he's not clutch. I I mean, there are moments when you depend on him that he he will just fail you in, in, in every way. And at the end of that game, and Cam Newton misses that throw, you know, you and I were talking a little bit. I think that's just as much of an indictment on Graham Gano as it is our defense. They didn't, you know, Ron Rivera didn't trust the defense, and they didn't trust Graham Gano to even tie the football game. Uh, I mean, that that was bad, man. If you're going to be a field goal kicker, your last name better be Clutch, and Graham Gano is not.
1: Lots of people in the chat room getting a great discussion going. Craig, welcome, 10. Daniel, rally Rail, Shaughnessy, Floyd. Keep pounding worldwide. Uh, appreciate you guys joining the show. Go ahead and turn your phones to portrait mode. Smash that thumbs up button. Hit the the subscribe bell. Really helps our podcast grow. We've been growing tremendously in, in the last few months. And um, man, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I feel like I've just been bludgeoned a little bit. You know, there yeah. were some things to be excited about at, in that game as well. DJ Moore, fantastic game. Curtis Samuel, again, makes plays whenever he is asked to do. And uh, I think it was interesting that it finally, the Panthers coaching staff finally took Funches off the field when it was on that last touchdown play. I didn't see him on that drive. I, I think I saw Jairus Wright, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, and Olson lined up out there. You know, you almost wonder why they didn't do it earlier. I feel like he had six drops today.
2: Uh, I I think it was one for seven.
1: He was, uh, oh, he had two catches because you know, he got another one late. So Yeah. um, it, It's it been
2: bad. All right, guys, the numbers and, and Go ahead. One, yeah, one more thing I want to bring up. You know, you mentioned the grace period for uh, Graham Gano. How about the grace period for North Turner? I mean, yeah, Cam Newton has been playing well, but I think Cam Newton is also a damn good quarterback. And, yes, he missed that throw at the end, and that was on him. He had time. He should have made the throw. But then at the same time, how many third downs do we have to see that Curtis Samuel, our best separating receiver, is not on the field? It drives me absolutely mad, and you see it time and time again. And then he makes that touchdown catch Uh, uh, today, Curtis Samuel was awesome today. But yet, every time you see Jarius Wright on the field, just know that that's our coaches taking a snap away from one of the better receivers that we have on the team. Maybe the best right now. Because as of right now, damn sure ain't Devin Funches.
1: Hey, don't pick on Jarius Wright, man. He's playing hard out there.
2: Yeah, he's playing hard, but he's not Curtis Samuel. And they're stealing snaps away from Curtis Samuel at this point.
1: All right, the number's 252-228-5098. We're going to go ahead and get into these calls. There's a lot to get through, and I'm sure there'll be more coming. It's your time to get on the couch, Panther Nation. We're here for you. Give us a call and let you know how you're feeling about this really heartbreaking loss. Was it worse for you than it was uh, after the Pits- this loss? Was it worse for you than the Pittsburgh Steelers' loss? Cody has been asking that question to himself. Here's the first call we got. Hey, everybody, this is G
3: Vossier. Yeah,
1: yeah, I up, watched
3: G? that damn game. You talking about pissed off? And excuse my French, I was fucking pissed. There's no way in hell we should have lost that damn game. Graham Gano. I swear I want to put my foot up his damn ass. He cost us that damn game. I swear he did. If he would have made that field goal, and if he would have made that damn extra point, we wouldn't have to go, to go for that on two. But in reality, I know Riverboat Ron, he wants to, you know, go for two. He didn't trust, trust Ganeau, which to me, that is a damn problem. That is the beginning of a problem, you know, because me, I would just like kick, kick the extra point, whatever, you know what I'm saying, going to overtime, you know. But for him to go for Dagon 2 with the game on the line, you know, that's not really the time to go for it, in my opinion. I'm sorry, just kick the extra point and go into overtime. But you seen DJ Moore, man. Oh my god, that boy played his damn hard out, man. I have to get his jersey. So now we're six and four. I'm happy that the Atlanta Falcons lost. You know, I'm really happy that the Atlanta Falcons lost. We can still get in with a wild card, but it's gonna be tough as hell because our schedule coming up is no joke. So uh I'll give you guys his opinions and excuse my French. To G Cavassier.
1: Yeah, I don't think you said anything that was uh, th- that to us that we don't agree with. And to me, I-, I feel like this is a game that you really couldn't afford to lose if you wanted to make a um, stand to us and to, to to yourself that you're a playoff team. Now, that's not saying that you can't make the playoffs, but right now we're just trying to get a win. And I don't or, – or at least have a game where we don't look like half trash somewhere. And that's what we're looking for at this moment. But I think uh, G's right. And, you know, this is going to be a tough stretch, stretch ahead. You've got to play the Seahawks, who seem to be finding second wind at this point in the season. And now you got to play the Saints twice. There's going to be no gifts handed to this team. And I'm starting to wonder – do you really have uh, enough in the tank to get to the wild card uh, for that wild card? I believe the, the Falcons won today as well, Cody. Uh,
2: No, the Falcons lost. The oh, Falcons nice. lost. No, they lost to Dallas. But no, it's a good thing that you mentioned uh, the division and that Jim mentions the, the division. I mean, uh, right now, the Philadelphia Eagles are playing the Saints in the Superdome. Let's just say the Philadelphia Eagles pull off the upset today. This was an opportunity for us to close the gap in the division. I mean, now, does anyone think that with a three-game lead over us in the division right now that there's any way that we catch the Saints? I mean, come on. You you know, uh, there are games that you have to win. And so here's the deal. So now we have to play Seattle at home, and we play pretty damn good at home. We're undefeated at home, you know. But, you know, uh, Seattle, they play Thursday night football. So they've had extra time to rest, extra time to look at what we do on offense and defense, you know. And then we have a bunch of tough games on the road. I mean, we don't play well when we're away from the bank. And it's a problem, man. Championship teams are able to win on the road. And that's something that, I mean, it's so hard for us to do. It's baffling.
1: The feeling that I have right now, Cody, is much different than I had three weeks ago about this team.
2: They're
1: different. All right, so uh, we're gonna keep going through with these calls. Uh, Let me know if my audio is a little louder. Appreciate that.
4: What's going on, guys? is your boy Black
5: Cat Moonheart, and so
2: pissed. So pissed. What's
5: up? I think I'm I'm done with it. Just let us lose out. Get a good pick because I'm done with it. First of all, we lost to the Detroit Lions. Let me repeat that: the Detroit fucking Lions. (laughs) The Detroit Lions. And Graham Gano, that shit is ridiculous, ridiculous. This loss was on everybody. DJ Moore played his little fucking heart out, and you gonna try to tell me that it was all for nothing? Like that? That? This is baffling, Graham Gano. How can you miss an extra point in a dome? <laughs> You're in a fucking dome. <laughs> and then you miss a, a field goal. Like I said, not even a low one, in a motherfucking dome. <laughs> and, and I know, I know, Cody, I know we've been going back and forth for weeks now. <laughs> you don't want to blame Cam on anything. I get that.
1: Perfectly fine. Cam actually played
5: a really good game.
1: Yeah, he did. He took a sack, he shouldn't
5: have, too. (laughs) But you're gonna try to tell me, first of all, fuck this coaching staff. Fuck this coaching staff. (laughs) Fuck this coaching staff. And you're gonna try to tell me Cam didn't miss that throw. Oh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I'm not even gonna go down that road with you because I know how biased you are. I can actually look at it and see that the man was fucking wide, fucking open. It's ridiculous. And this coaching staff should be, it should be out the door like, we not even catch the fucking flight because this is fuck all. Oh, anybody that says that, we, that they can't see this coaching staff and see how horrendous this shit is, is ridiculous. And speaking of that, we haven't won, uh, uh, back to back winning seasons in how long? Ever. And I guess you got, it's not gonna fucking happen now. I'm done with this shit. I am done. <laughs> y'all, I'm going to try to listen to the show. I hope every, y'all are doing a great job, all that good stuff. But I'll, <laughs> just let us lose out get a good pick.
2: Fuck!
1: Yeah, he's upset. Yeah. Brother Herbert. Uh, Brother Herbert upset.
2: I feel him. I feel him. But, uh, listen, he's right. Him and I have been going back and forth on Twitter for what seems like forever now about Aaron Rodgers and Cam Newton and whatever. Yeah, listen, man, Cam Newton missed the throw. He had forever in the pocket, and, and he had, uh, who was that, Jarius Wright wide open, and he yeah. overthrew it. I mean, he he overthrew it. And, and listen, by the way, listen, all the calls are going to be laced with profanity, all right? We know that they're going to be laced with profanity. It's all good. That's the whole point, to let it out. But uh, yeah, man, listen, I, I firmly believe that everyone's on the hot seat, man uh especially after how we started this season and now we have a brand new owner david tepper if we just start going to shit yeah there's no reason to keep anyone on the coaching staff i mean i think north turner has been great for cam newton but i don't think that north turner is doing something that uh you know john de uh the offensive coordinator from minnesota can't do you know i'm i mean the, the the personnel decisions uh no tackling from our defense, dude. Even Luke, fifty nine, isn't making tackles. I mean, I, don't, I think I don't that understand. is something
1: to be talking about. Is that look? Is I can understand the the frustration at this point, losing, like he said, to the Detroit Lions. Yeah. I can understand how some people have not been particularly big Ron Rivera fans throughout all throughout his tenure but you know what what we're not talking about and what I'm surprised is is that a lot of people didn't the first thing they didn't go after was Eric Washington but like I said on on Twitter is man Eric Washington out there missing tackles again yeah. and you know at, at this point now if there is someone to blame at the end of the day I guess it does come back to the head coach. Uh, for oh, yeah. for these types of things but this defense is is not tough they're no. not tough right now they are getting uh they're either scared to hit they're scared to tackle they're exhausted they're frustrated i think it's a little bit of both and uh the defense is just not what we're accustomed to when it comes to the carolina panthers and let's not look cam newton is dealing Right now, we've seen the best Cam Newton that we've probably ever seen as a quarterback. Yeah, so I yeah. he you know he took a sack that could have been maybe would have had an opportunity to push us uh, to a field I mean to a you know a first down or a touchdown, but we still did miss a field goal in that after that. So the blame goes all around. I just feel like you know again we come back to Cam Newton, probably the least dever- deserving of anybody. Uh, To be completely frustrated with But he did crumple on that Two point conversion So um, you know he had the Opportunity and he blew it And there's no we can't really We're not trying to defend that Um, So here we go Uh, Cody I gotta uh, You take over this next call I'm gonna play it My kid is calling me (laughs) Uh,
6: What's up Panther Nation
0: I see that loss coming a mile away. What the fuck would River Ron think he's doing? Going for it. I yeah. mean,
6: just kick the field goal. I know Gano was struggling. Just kick the field goal.
7: Hmm.
6: Leaving the defense. Taking in overtime. But I just got a couple of things. Brad is trash. fucking trash.
0: Fuchs just can't catch a damn
6: ball to save his life. I'm not going to lose hope in the season. I got paid. But if we don't figure this out, we're going to be missing the playoffs.
0: Keep pounding.
2: Yeah. uh, I mean, so if – okay, so even if Graham Gano makes the extra point, at that point they have a minute left and you have mm, – I think the Lions had three timeouts. And then we're pretty much going to overtime. So, I mean, listen, I'm not, I'm not mad at the call to go for two. In fact, I, 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 in fact, I even like the bravado that we even had the balls to do it because I think traditionally we would have just kicked the extra point. But I don't know, man. You know, the, everyone on our defense, I honestly believe Ron Rivera didn't trust this defense. I, I felt we had a better chance. At making the two point conversion, than stopping our, or then having our defense on the field, stopping them from marching downfield and winning the football game. And I think that says a lot about our defense right now. This is not a good defense. We've only stopped one team from putting up 20 points on us. One team. That was the Cowboys, wasn't it? Oh, and Philadelphia. Cowboys in Philadelphia. And, and dude, it's just, it, it, our defense is in. Im- embarrassing absolutely embarrassing
1: i'm uh i'm kind of stunned that the linebackers haven't looked particularly good
2: i know i mean everyone thomas luke shack i yeah. mean er, no one no one looks like like they, they even care about making the tackle
1: daniel k says going for two is the right call ron correctly didn't trust gano or the defense I mean, I I don't I don't argue with that. I almost know this is that at this point when whenever it comes time to win the game, I feel like we should just run Cam. Yeah, <laughs> like like I'm just like this is the most the highest percentage play in our playbook. Let's just go with it. But you know, I mean, look, it was all there, and Cam crumpled on that. He missed the throw. Um, it, he threw it behind right behind and high. It was but maybe somewhat catchable, you know. But here's the thing. It shouldn't have gotten to this point, Cody. We should Not have never, all. ever gotten to this point. Is that there have were so many opportunities in this game. And it comes back to this. is Funches dropped so many big plays early on that we shouldn't have had to come back. You know, I mean, we come out, we score. I, I'm starting to think we're a team that just needs now to also uh ask for the ball when we start the game. Give us the yeah. ball. You know, we've always been a defer team because we had a good defense. I think our team strength right now is our offense.
2: Yeah, it's it's uh unquestionably the offense, but even still the offense is so up and down. We didn't do anything in the third quarter. It, it, it had to be another fourth quarter comeback for us to you know to go up and, and take the lead. I mean, this offense is up and down just like the rest of the team, though. And in my opinion, that's play calling. And this season, you know, when we're winning, we've been very congratulatory of North Turner. But I find these past few games, everything from uh, leaving T.J. Watt unblocked in Pittsburgh to his personnel decisions on third down. I don't think North Turner has been calling good football for the past, what, two or three weeks now? I mean, it's been kind of ridiculous on his part.
1: I don't think today's game was bad. I just think it was slightly vanilla.
2: Yeah, but why be vanilla when you have so much firepower and so much weapons? But we
1: were putting up big plays. I mean, like, is that here? Is that if you count, if you bring back those plays that Funches dropped, Cam was eight of 10 to start, and both of his incompletions were drops on Funches. Like the, yeah. the offense was doing its thing until um and not and let's go ahead and put this too as well, just terrible field position the whole game because their punter was just having a was balling out. So I mean yeah. I don't I get I mean I understand look is that we didn't do enough to win the game, but for me it's like look, we could not stop Carry on Johnson. We could not stop the run to save our life. And then we couldn't do anything. We couldn't get to the court. I'm still sick of saying this. Is Julius Peppers is my favorite Carolina Panther ever. And I'm sad that he's the best Carolina Panthers player right now on defense. I am sad that that's the case. Not because I don't like him. But we should not be asking a 39-year-old damn defensive end to play 100% of the snaps Mario Addison hasn't played that well. KK Short hasn't done anything. Poe has been trash. Butler's been tra- Everybody has been trash up the middle. It's just right now the defense, to me, is the primary problem in this.
2: Yeah, the, the defense is definitely a problem. Uh, but so I, I'll say this just because it popped in my head. You know, you were talking about Cam Newton. Uh, it was 8-for-10 until Funches had all those jobs. In my mind, let me tell you what Funches solidified in my mind today. We'll probably end up paying him money, but he's not going to get what he wants. And if if he's the type of player that, that wants to maximize his potential, he might not be a Panther next year. In moments like that, I mean, dude, drop after drop after drop. They hit Devin Funches right in his hands. Right in his hands numerous times and dropped the ball. I mean, dude, talk about... uh, Listen, this is why Brandon Herbert calls me a Cam Newton defender. Because, yeah, did he miss that throw? No doubt in anyone's mind. But Cam Newton is Superman. After being put out of the football game for a play, he was laying on the ground, hurt, we don't know what's the matter with him, and then comes back and starts dropping dimes at the end, pushing us downfield. That's why I'm not putting it on Cam Newton. What I am saying, though, is that what is supposed to be our number one wide receiver for the past few years and Devin Funches is not a number one wide receiver cannot depend on the man
1: brother Herbert though gets to fall back on this is that he hated Funchess too
2: oh yeah no doubt but you're yeah, right I mean, look
1: Panthers Funch around I went from being a Funches hater to to mild on Funches to back to being a Funches hater my man got onions. He's still salty because somebody served him onions on the salad yesterday. Yeah. And his game was all stanky like his breath afterwards. All right. The number's 252 228 Got a poll on Facebook. Who's more at fault? Gano, Funches, or Rivera? 56% people say Gano right now. Funches and Rivera holding at 22%. We'd like to hear from you guys. Who's at fault for this loss? And does it ultimately fall on the coaching staff? Is Eric Washington um, not getting it well enough and not finding a way to connect with these veterans? What is going on with the tackling? Why can the Panthers not – not? why do they feel allergic to back-to-back winning seasons? We want to know from you. The numbers two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. 252-228-5098. Here's our next call. Oh, I think we've heard this.
0: So, C3, yep. Uh. I think the decision to get rid of let Bucker walk to the Chiefs is going to haunt us for a decade or so. Yeah, I remember uh, It uh, is haunting us. Uh, people always talk about last year with Gano, too, and he didn't make it in the playoffs when it counted either. So, And then once we'll I'm about 60, 63 yarder, but if, if you can't make the easy one, like what? <laughs> I could make an extra point, honestly. I was a soccer player, I could do it. <laughs> um, I mean, this offense has to do better. That's not enough points, period. Don't care. Like, in today's NFL and with our defense, that's not enough points. Um I don't know what about this team on the road, but they're just a different team completely on the road. And the way we're going, that's where we have to go if we go in the playoffs. So, I don't know. On the road, we are just not the same team. Uh, Cam had it at the end. That right was open. He just missed the throw. And he could have ran it. So I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, we can say whatever we want, but Cam should have had that, and any other quarterback would have had that, especially in our division. I think right now with that situation, but um, am frustrating. Like we can't, we can't lose these games, and I, I mean, I believe in the going forward. At the end, I uh, that was the right call. I don't, I'm not questioning that at all. I thought it was smart the way we handled the end with that. Yeah, um, I do too. Put ourselves with a chance to win and just didn't get, just didn't get it done. I mean, we play like that against Seattle. It's going to be rough. I mean, I have more confidence because we're going to be at home. And like I said, we're night and day from home and away. But uh this is the way stuff we got to fix. Uh, team needs every game we can get. <laughs> and uh if we don't shape them up, we can make the playoffs all we want. It won't matter. <laughs> I, I still believe yeah. the team can do it, for sure. But there, so we got to clean stuff up. I mean, we're already way into the season. It's time to shape them up, for real. So, uh, love you all. Keep pounding.
1: I don't even know what uh, – I, I don't know what to say when it comes to seeing the Panthers' defense like this when we're talking about cleaning it up, you know, is that we got to also – if anything, we're an old defense, right? Or older. A lot of veterans really surprised that we're playing this sloppy. And it just it – just, I don't know what's going on, but why – Is it not more crisp that we saw last week that against the Steelers that this defensive line couldn't muster anything? And I guess they did soften us up with the run so much early that, you know, blitzing doesn't help against that a lot of times. But we couldn't, we were getting gashed in the run. Big play after big play, maybe not giant runs, but you're talking eight yard pickups. I think Carry on Johnson, I mean, he just was, he looked phenomenal. I mean, maybe the best thing that happened to us was when he got hurt.
2: Yeah. But even still, there was a third down they had that they went for like 22 yards. Uh, even after, uh, even after he left, it was after, uh, it was in the third quarter. Uh, Peppers had gotten a, a, like two, uh, a sack or two in a row. And, and I mean, the, listen, man, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's, Carry on, Johnson, Devontae Freeman. It, it, it doesn't matter who it is because, it, and you and I have been seeing this all season. Uh, teams run the football on us. Yeah, and, and it's so annoying, man. It doesn't even matter who the running back is. Our defensive linemen get blown off the line, dude. We are pushovers on the defensive line. If it's not Julius Peppers uh, saving the play with a sack, everyone else is just being beaten up on. It, I mean, it's bad at
1: this point. It really is. It is uh, I, I can't defend anybody on defense anymore. Like, uh, right to, to the point right now is Julius Peppers is just untouchable because he's a legend. And I would say right now I've still got grace in my heart for Luke Keekley going, something seems a little off with him. But he is not the Luke Keekley that I've been used to seeing. I said this about a month ago, too. Something is just not, I don't know what is going on, but he is, and he's even misreading plays. And that just, you know, used to be like, you couldn't fool him. You saw on a run play today, he pointed out, it's going right. It's going right. And they went right up the gut and it was Luke keekley's gap that it goes, that it goes through. Um, Mar- Mario Addison, I think we've asked him, maybe that we expected him to be more than he probably truly is at this point, And when Dante Jackson got hurt, I was about to say this is it for this defense.
2: Yeah, that was. Oh man, my heart, my heart jumped. I, if if he would have been out for the season, man, that would have been bad, bad, bad. If we lost Dante, he's the only one. Other than him and Eric Reed, uh, they're the only ones that I feel really play with a sense of of passion and urgency in our backfield.
1: Yeah. Uh, Joseph Broach says Poe is a puss He also says uh, He had a good comment Joseph Broach earlier uh, that Oh he said Eric Washington Needs to be demoted YouTube chat Colton Phil- Phillips says The fi- the reality of the situation is The team has quit on Ron Rivera The man's decision not to kick the field goal Was just stupid If you don't trust your field goal kicker Then release him well, I think there was plenty of reason not to trust him at that point. And I think that goes back to, uh, to J-Dub's call is that we really have not been able to trust Graham Gano. period. And all these wackadoos that are saying stuff like, well, Graham Gano was 28 for 28 on field goals. We didn't trust him last last year beyond 50. And this year, he hit the 63-yarder that said, man, maybe... Ron Rivera and them were too hard on him. But no, he's missed a ton of extra points this season. He has not been he is not good enough, in my opinion. I don't have a I've never thought highly of Graham Gano. I hold a lot against him from the Super Bowl and that opener in twenty sixteen. Is that he's I I, and I used to say this, Cody, and I couldn't say it after that sixty three yarder. When was the last time that Gano won a game for us? Well, the last time was that sixty-three-yard field goal, and that's the only time. In other cases, the only time he's memorable, I feel like he makes long kicks or kicks when there's no pressure when we're up twenty-one. But now, you know, he's just bumbling and fumbling when you need him the most.
2: Yeah, and you know, J Dub hit the nail on the head. We drafted Harrison Butker out of Georgia Tech. And uh, he's a great field goal kicker, maybe even a bigger leg than Graham Gano. And we just let him go to, to Kansas and he's been incredible there. I mean, we, we passed out on a cheaper player who's probably better than Graham Gano is in his second year in the NFL. I mean, I understand at the time you want the veteran and whatever, but uh, yeah, man, Harrison Biker, uh, I'm glad that Jada brought that up because I forgot about that. Harrison Bunker, uh, uh, I think that we're going to regret letting him go. Because, I mean, come on. All right, so if we're in a clutch situation, say we make it to the playoffs and we need a field goal to win the whole thing at the very end, do you trust Graham Cano to make it in the Superdome or in in Los Angeles or wherever the hell we end up having to go?
1: I haven't ever trusted him. How long yeah. does the 63-yard field goal or have to require me to give Graham Gano grace? Brother Herbert yeah. on Twitter earlier said that, pa- that period is long past. Uh, Carl Van on Facebook, friend of the C3 fam, says we ne- he disagrees we needed to go with. Uh, he disagrees with uh, the YouTube chat that we needed to go for it. Like Cody said, that that was the right call at that point and because it shows you that we we didn't have a lot of faith or any faith in Gano and probably little faith at our point that point in our defense cuz their offense was still putting it on putting it on us i felt like even though we got lucky a little bit towards the end or we 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 got away with got them off the field at the end they almost went a little soft on their play calling that gave us that opportunity so i think maybe the most stunning part about the call though for me is that Ron Rivera made it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I said the same thing. The fact that he even decided to go for two right there. I mean, that's, I don't know. That's very not Ron Rivera in my opinion, but he did, man. Uh, He absolutely did. And uh, like I said, I will give him that. I do think that was the right, the right decision, but this team is not good anywhere right now. We're not being coached. Well, on defense and remember ron rivera is a defensive head coach okay so this should not we should not
1: be dirty or we should not be sloppy there not
2: at all but we are
1: there was a lot of you know we've had a lot of new assistants you know it's a big s on eric washington but again i mean this also comes on the players everybody here this falls on rivera to eric washington to the assistant coaches and to the players who were just missing tackles They're not, you know, they are, you said they're getting muscled on the defensive line. I feel like we're just playing soft all around Uh, so much to the, I mean, think about this. Even uh, when Bradbury makes a great play on the ball against Galladay, Galladay rips it away from him. Soft. The Panthers are funching around. That's what it is. And that's why I've adapted the shirt. We actually have one more of these shirts for sale. I will include the duct tape for free you want on the <laughs> website uh they haven't been our our, our best sellers because nobody likes Funches because he uh, likes they like Funches about as much as they like salad it, it seems the <laughs> number is two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. we want to hear your opinion on this loss 20 to 19 really heartbreaking loss and and one that for us we just uh, wondering how what this really tells us about the team the defense right now is just completely suspect. Like you said, we've only given we've only held teams twice this season under 21 or something like that. That's it's just unacceptable. The the teams are running the ball on us and that's really the problem. We've seen teams air the ball out against us before, but right now it's not even like that's even the weakest part of our defense at this moment. The run game, the inability to get after the quarterback and poor play i i would say underwhelming play from the linebackers we need more out of those three guys and and it it is tough right now and and captain Munderland is is probably a year past being where we needed him probably would have been better last year than he is for this year so we want to hear your opinion the number is 252 228 5098 let's go on to the next call
0: hey what's up this is jeremy clancy out of newport north carolina Calling in after this second horrible outing. Sorry I couldn't join in on the Pittsburgh debacle. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. But anyway, today, I don't know if these, these coordinators are the, sorry, the assistant coaches are worth the shit. Cause they need to get the drills back cause they're not practicing the fucking tackling. That was terrible. Yeah. Awful. The offense, I'm happy with punches. You can go play somewhere else next year. You just, your contract year was on the line right there. Uh, all I got to say is we got to win out now. We can do it, though. Keep pounding. Thanks, guys.
1: Winning out is going to be tough, but I tell you one thing, Funches is soft. Man, I am, I'm ready to move on from Devin Funches, is that I feel like we could go and get somebody I I right now you the same argument you made for Jerris Wright taking away snaps from Curtis Samuel. I think I'm just ready to say just put DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel out there and when you need to go three wide, let's
2: put uh Jaris Wright in there. And, and you know, and I I want to emphasize this, it's not just that we're hard on Devin after a bad performance today. I think if you look at his entire tenure, yeah, he's made some good plays but he's not a good route runner. Uh, I remember when you and I uh, interviewed Brett Coleman, he said that he watched some plays where he didn't know what route Devin Funches was even running. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it, I mean, listen, I, I don't – he has the rest of the season to redeem himself, but, man, it, it's, it, I don't know how you make the argument for yourself of getting a big-time contract when in moments like that, you're just invisible. I mean, you're a liability when, when having the ball thrown to you. And then another thing, back to personnel, after Devin Funches had been dropping passes all day, on a third down, we're backed up to the end zone. On third down, we have Jarius Wright and I think Manhurts and Devin Funches. And Devin Funches was on the play. He was the primary target on the play. I mean, come on. How, how many chances does does homeboy need to have? I mean, and he did make that that pass, but come on, man! It's I don't understand why we have so much trust in Devin Francis right now. He's done it in the past, but after a day like that, quit calling his number.
1: He has barely done it in the past, to be honest. Is that last year he he had a strong finish after Kelvin Benjamin's departure? But he yep. has been underwhelmed. He's been bad. He just hasn't been that good. He had a he had a couple of flashes his rookie year for just based on opportunity, and but at the same time he has not. He has been soft. This is what Undergram West says: Funches is soft and he's like leaf lettuce, man, a soggy crouton.
2: And, and the Jedi drawer. Jedi Jor says he was getting open though. But what does that matter if homeboy ain't catching the ball?
1: You know, I I would write and remind you guys, too, is that Devin Funchess dropped a beautiful pass on third down against the Falcons that really was an opportunity that led to, like, I guess, them getting the ball back, flip the field, kind of a terrible go for us. You know, he is... I'll pose this question to you guys uh, on YouTube. Would you rather have Devin Funchess or... Brandon LaFell three years into their career, four years into their career. Because, really, they are... It seems like Devin Funches almost should be better than Brandon LaFell, but Those guys are both just average at best. Average at best. And and this is not for lack of opportunity. I think that's where the Curtis Samuel people uh, crowd are so infuriated at, at this moment is some guys seem like they get continued reps continued opportunity CJ Anderson shipped out the door because he's upset with his carries you have Devin Funchess and Tory Smith when Tory Smith lost his job to injury not because the coaching staff seemed ready to move on and put the guys in it's really been and and that's where I guess that I can't defend Norv Turner on this Cody as you mentioned this earlier, is that if there is a knock on North Turner this year, as I think maybe North Turner hasn't been maybe firm enough with uh, Ron Rivera saying this is like I'm ready to make this move to these young guys and just uh, you know be be okay that they're not the best at some things, but DJ Moore today showed you this guy if he's not on the field you you a dummy, you a dummy.
2: Yeah, I mean, DJ Moore made some incredible plays today. I mean, listen, his yards after the catch ability is already top five in the NFL, in my opinion, and there are some damn good ones out there. But his dynamic with the ball in his hands. And, you know, uh, there, there are a few notorious Panther fans on Twitter that are very critical of DJ Moore, and some of the stuff I agree with, his route running does still need to improve. But when it will not if it will when it will improve you will have a a a wide receiver that has the physicality to make yards after the catch and stretch the defense down the field you'll be able to play him anywhere and everywhere i mean uh, with the ball in his hands he's one of our better players right now easily
1: he's amazing what he did is and i and i mentioned this on twitter you saw this cody What's so great about D.J. Moore is he gets the ball, and he immediately goes north-south with it, immediately, no hesitation, I'm going upfield, there's no running laterally, there's no trying to juke guys and, and dance around and lose momentum, my man turns and runs, and he breaks through, he sheds the initial arm tackle, right, and and he keeps going, and I don't, I don't believe this. I'm, I'm sorry. Is I just cannot believe that your his route running, whatever it is, is it's his whatever he does poorly or not good enough at this point, does not outweigh the contributions that he's had on the field. And right. I'm really there now with Curtis Samuel. I can't, I can't defend any of it. I was really high on Samuel when they drafted him. Was a little disappointed at how fragile he seemed at first. But he's shown the heart of a lion. He's gone out there. He makes big plays. He's a playmaker. It's time for us to have these guys on the field. Because Funches, you know, that's the difference between a Funches and a Gano. They're not playmakers. Yeah. They're just not. And and, that, and they blow it. And I, I'm, I'm down on Funches now. I'm done. I'm done with it. I can't. I, I tried. You tried to win me over a little yeah. bit. And I'm so upset that he has been handed 100% handed the job zero competition for Devin Funches something that Ron Rivera said that that was not a good place to be in several years ago where you wanted everyone to have to compete for their job we just penciled in Devin Funches and and I even get I even cringe when you guys call him a number one
2: yeah he he I mean He's nowhere near a number one wide receiver talent-wise, but that's the thing. In a lot of ways, he is played as our number one wide receiver. I, I, I honestly believe that out of every receiver on the football team, he gets as many snaps or more snaps and targets than any other receiver on our team, you know? So, uh, yeah, it's I mean, we play him as a number one wide receiver, but he has proven time and time, again, that he's not a number one wide receiver. Now, I'd still take him over Kelvin Benjamin, but it, that that's not even saying a whole lot.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, Kelvin Benjamin is, uh, is shouldn't even be in the league at this point. Alright, let's go on to the next goal.
6: Hey, guys. Man, I think this game goes to show that the Panthers are a completely different team on the road. They yeah. can't the defense can't stop a cold. It's terrible. Uh, Sanchez had, like, five drops. And he can't catch a cold. Like, Just sit him down. I've been a big Sanchez supporter this year, but at drop number four is, like, like you should sit down. Yeah. Um, big game from DJ Moore. I mean, best game as a rookie by far. Um but uh, we just couldn't pull it out um, Graham Gano having an off day too it was almost like we didn't fully recover from the Steelers game terrible but uh, we're 6-4 and four. the Bucks and the Falcons lost today so we can take solace in that I suppose but I mean uh, I don't know if we can't win any road games this year then I mean what are we <laughs> what are we going to do but um, yeah keep
1: on guys have a good one. Bye. Cody Curtis Samuel has four five eight eight and eight 16 and whatever he had today he has 16 targets plus whatever he has today and he has a total of one two three four five touchdowns on the season.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, that that amount of touchdowns and that few amount of, of targets, I mean, come on. Okay, so tell me, help, help me out here. You see why I'm so confused? Like why I'm so pissed off about it? Like he is easily one of the better receivers that we have on the football team. And when we do get him the ball, he makes plays to put points on the board. And then we're like, eh, we'll put him in on, on a random second down on a gadget play here and there or at the very end of the football game we'll have him make plays that you should have been making all football game but it just hasn't been in there to make
1: yeah i mean it is to me that has been the number one criticism with north turner this season has to be personnel decision making we saw it. We saw. We saw CJ Anderson run leave the team disgruntled because of personnel calls. Now, I, I think there is something to be said is that Christian McCaffrey has just been so good. You know, it's about like, do, are we forcing to get CJ in there? We'll have to. You know, we got to know a little bit more about the rationale behind it. But at this point, his man, where, why is it that we're so qu- slow? to pull the trigger and I'm um, putting these younger guys in is that I uh, is, you know, you just got to be ready now is that, you know, is you're in the, you're in the pros. I don't care if you're young is it's time to call your number because these other guys are not performing at the level that they, these younger guys are. And Devin Funchess, when he had dropped number four today, I get is that I just said it. it I was the same way. Sit this guy down is you don't even have to give up on him as a player. But at some point, you also need to tell him, like, get your mess together. Get your mess together. Go get your head right and come back. I'm sick of seeing having people going, oh, look at how mature Cam is over there talking him up and going encouraging Graham Gano. Somebody needs to yell at these dudes and say, Jesus Christ, sit down and put Curtis Samuel in. So I think that is the number one criticism when it comes to Norv Turner and some of these personnel decisions. My question to you, Cody, before we go to the next call, how much influence there is Ron Rivera in this, do you think? I thought that Norv Turner and being Ron Rivera's mentor would be able to tell him, these are the things we want to do. And and basically, Ron say, this offense is your baby. Take care of it. But Ron Rivera also has a history of this type of behavior with players. And really being slow to put guys in until there's an injury. I mean, think about how long it took us to do this with Matt Khalil. How long it took us to do this. Where I mean Norwell got his opportunity off an injury. Ruck um what was that other that other right tackle we had that went to Minnesota who plays guard now that was really terrible that everybody
2: Mike Ramers.
1: Yeah. All these things came down to necessity. You know, and is there any is there any origin there to Ron Rivera? Do you think, Cody?
2: Uh, yeah, it has to, but we've seen it too many times for it to not be that. I mean, how many times? I mean, yeah. So players are getting better over time, but I mean, Andrew Norwell, Moten. Uh, I mean, and now we're seeing it with with Ron Rivera, and that's another thing. So we're getting on to North Turner for not playing. Uh, Curtis Samuel and that probably is on North Turner but if you're the head coach of the football team you you supersede North Turner so why isn't Ron Rivera saying give Curtis Samuel more snaps yeah a lot of this is on Ron Rivera and I honestly believe it now I, I fully believe that with David Tepper as the new owner of this football team no one is safe right now no one in this organization is safe they better turn it on or they might be, uh, you know, moving to a different state or whatever the hell, because you are not entitled to your job if you don't do the right things. And you make the point. We have had better players on the football team that have not seen time because Ron Rivera plays the veteran instead. And it's BS.
1: Would Tory Smith still be playing? Is a question. Probably. Point. Yeah. And. You're right, Ron Rivera should supersede. Uh, and he should be able to step in and do those types of things. You just got to wonder is that where there where what's the constant in this? You know, where does it stay from year to year the same? We've seen new coordinators, we've seen different things. Is that really got to be on Ron Rivera at this point because of how bad the defense is? I think that alone is enough to say that With all of this change, with all of these new assistants, with uh, a new defensive coordinator, Ron Rivera probably needed to be more involved and to be taken, making some of that transition a little bit easier for Eric Washington. And he clearly hasn't been that. And I think after that Pittsburgh Steelers, I think this game really does actually put Ron Rivera potentially on the hot seat is that you're going to really be yeah. watching closely how we finish because there is the most talent on this team and you know David Tepper when you've got 11 billion dollars you got an ego and he oh, yeah. and he did not want to be insulted in Pittsburgh like that winning today would have helped to calm him down and say that was a blip but today you know he's got to be a little bit aggravated
2: yeah and uh you know uh, another thing which, so that means everyone. If the coaches end up going, that means uh, Marty Hurry is yeah. going to end up going, which, I, I mean, personally, I'm fine with. I think, yeah, listen, Marty has given us some great first-round players, but everyone needs to feel the, the, the brand right up on their ass Sure, that says fired. I, I mean, if you don't perform better, you're not entitled to your job. That's the way the world works, you know? And if everyone's fired, I'm interested to see who David Tepper would bring in, what his philosophy would be for, uh, you know, how he wants the future of this football team to be molded, you know? The number needs to know.
1: Yeah, and usually he's a better coach when he's on the hot seat. The number is 252 right. two, 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 We want to hear your thoughts about this game. Go ahead and smash that thumbs up button. Share the the post, if you're watching on Facebook or Periscope, make sure you retweet it. You can check us out every Tuesday night, live, 9 p.m. We're also syndicated audio format on uh, every major platform that you get your podcast. Just Google C3 Panthers Podcast, we'll come right up. We'd love to have you be part of the show. Call in, tweet us. It's all good. We're all family. You're in this therapy session. is free. Oh yeah,
8: Yeah, this is really real from the chat. Just a few things on my mind after that game. Firstly, I got to say that this coaching staff, this whole scouting department for the Panthers has just been off. Looking at the game, we drive down the field. Curtis Samuel makes big play. C-Mac big play. Big play by D.J. Moore. And then we score. We had an opportunity to kick a field goal and put our defense back on the field. Although our defense has not been playing great, we decided to go for two. Looking at the situation of football, that was not the right decision. It Had it been under 45, 30 seconds left in the game, it would have been a good decision to go for two in the league. But with a minute and some change left and they got two timeouts, doesn't make any sense. Also, we got Graham Gano on our team. This is a player going forward who we're going to need going forward. And Rivera just took his balls in front of the whole team took all his confidence from him. So I don't know where we stand with him. If, if you ask me, if you can't trust your kicker to go out there and kick an extra point, you gotta got to look elsewhere. Yep. Also, after this week, if D.J. Moore and Curtis Samuel do not play 80 90% of the offensive stats have no confidence. If we look back at our Panthers department for scouting coaches, it took injury to get nowhere on the field. It has taken injuries to get Molten on the field. And what is it going to take to get Curtis Samuel more snaps? Because I just don't see it, man. It's getting ridiculous. And I'm sure all of Panther Nation is feeling the same. So, yeah,
2: thank you for your time. I'll be in the chat.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you're echoing, echoing a lot of our sentiments. Go ahead, Cody.
2: Really well with the call of the night, man. There isn't anything that that man just said that's false. Everything he just said is 100% on the money. Uh, I mean, listen, man. I still I, think
1: we should. I don't I don't have a real tremendous problem with us going for it. It was out of, in hindsight, it does seem bad now. Actually, I was just so surprised we did.
2: Well, and listen, though, you know, you want to show your offense. I have faith in you to win this right now. I don't mind the call. But, and I've said that before. I don't mind the call. But I'm not you know cam Newton did he, he had to make that throw and by the way, so as we're doing this uh cam Newton's doing this press conference and cam Newton basically said that that was on me I feel like I let my team down well so it, cam he
1: did he missed the pass but oh, yeah it's a team loss
2: it's a team loss and that, that that's that's the thing none of it has been a hundred percent on Cam Newton, and it hasn't been 100% on anyone. It's a collection of errors. But, yeah, man, the, the thing that jumps out to my mind, you know, what really Real just said was, you know, you're not letting your best offensive players have the amount of snaps that they deserve. Uh, you know, Curtis Samuel is a second-round draft pick. Why aren't you putting him out there? I don't understand. And, and the number of times he's uh, had the ball in the end zone, and made the play. Well, how about that? We haven't talked about that yet. That jumping catch that Curtis Samuel yeah, phenomenal. made.
1: Phenomenal. Dude,
2: that that was incredible, man. That was an awesome play.
1: He has five touchdowns on 16 targets. I mean, it's yeah. insane. Or or maybe, say, 20 targets if he got target. What I like about that call is Relly Rail said that Ron Rivera is to Graham Gano as Lorena Bobbitt is to John Bobbitt.
2: <laughs>
1: all right hey and then that means that funchus is just the cuck of all three of those people oh yuck yuck <laughs> yuck yuck all right let's uh, keep uh, going uh-huh.
9: well disappointing loss <laughs> and uh you know just so many little things that didn't work out today you know a gonna Miss field goal Missed extra point, both of which would have changed the tide of the game at the end, um, especially losing by one. You just can't uh, shoot down the importance of those little things throughout the game and then you look at the number of drops that Funch has had today. And on on the two-point conversion, you have the most mobile quarterback in the league, and, and there's no design run. There's no nothing there for him. I
10: agree.
8: It, yeah. it
9: really just looked like a very sloppy game today. Um, just a lot of pieces not quite being where they need to be. It was good to see DJ Moore get involved and Samuel and Jarius Wright. But what does it really matter that we're getting these pieces more integrated when we're losing the damn game? You know. Yeah. You know, and Cam threw for 357 yards. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but. You look at that performance, and I kind of wondered. <clears throat> we saw him go uh, to the sideline with that uh, that little ankle issue there, and I'm wondering if maybe that wasn't just bugging him through the rest of the game and, and kind of prevented the play or kind of changed the play calling from that point on is to try to not favor relying on Cam's uh, athleticism as much as maybe we'd like to. You know, McCaffrey had a great game. Uh, by and large, the offense had an okay game. I think it's really just a, a couple of missteps on play calling, and this could have been a different game. Uh, I think their defense and had a, a lot couple of made and really tackles. Damn it! To try to prove a point, because they've you know you pay attention to what Detroit's been doing, and they've they've been getting just danced on by people, either allowing sacks, turnovers things of that nature, so to have us go into their house and, and be looking for a bounce-back game, you know, just frustrating to see another loss, especially by only one point this time. You really would have liked to have thought that, that with 10 days, this team would have come out of the gate just storm, would have come out and just been on point because of those couple extra days to get away from football and get more into – uh, making sure the, the things are shored up that need to be shored up and i'm not totally ready to crucify washington still i think there was a few plays where if you really sit and look at it guys are just out of spot they yeah didn't read things properly not you tackling can on, either you can see it on luke
1: i look i think look i think we got part two of this call
11: yo this is dj yep. um I'm absolutely. All
1: right. Let's hold. Up. Let's before we go on to this next call. Let's talk about that a little bit. Cam Newton was 25 for 37 with three touchdowns, one interception. He had a 68 percent completion rate. Listen to this. DJ Moore seven for 150 y- 57 yards and a touchdown. Christian McCaffrey six for 57. Curtis Samuel five for 55 and one touchdown. And then oh Devin Funches, two for 39. There is – I'm, I'm just ready to to say let's put, like you said, our best players on the field. Now, when we go to the defensive side of the ball, I know a lot of people were frustrated with Washington in the middle of that game and the beginning of that game. But I think the Washington clamor calmed and quieted Cody throughout the game because it became apparent that guys just weren't playing well either.
2: Yeah, and it, the – I mean, tackling, dude. The the tackling part is the most infuriating part about it. I mean, really. I mean, I mean, wrapping up, dude. That's high school football, man. That's high school football. And even, but this is what I'm saying. So, like, this is why I'm confused. I mean, what what's happening with the coaching? That even Luke, an all pro, I mean, we all believe, even with our biases uh, aside. Luke is the best inside linebacker in the NFL by a pretty wide margin, right? Okay, so then why is even he missing tackles? Like, I don't know, man. It's like there's some kind of of hypnosis on our defense right now, dude. It's like there's no proper tackling on this football team, and it drives me insane. I mean, if you're out of position, that's one thing. But if you're in position to make the play and then just whiff and don't, dude, that that uh that, that infuriates me more than almost anything about this defense.
1: And I think the best part of that call though, Cody, is something that we were not really we were really fearful of seeing, and that is that the Panthers were a little flat. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the best description for it, but what we were not was angry. Now, I, I thought this is I was thinking to myself as I wanted to see a team, we, we heard KK Short say, well, look, we just got to light our hair on fire and get the get to the quarterback. We, I, I think I wanted to see a team that was so infuriated by their performance on Thursday night that they were going to do that to the other team Now, as this was not happening, and we seemed a little calm at times, which I thought, I said, maybe, maybe this is a good thing, is that we're not too emotionally high. You know, that, you know, you don't want to get so up that, that it, it bites you in the butt, but, well, we weren't, we weren't high enough, we weren't hot enough, we weren't fired up enough, we weren't sharp enough, and... Really, to me, the only players is I continue. Look, Cam had a 67% completion rate. Christian McCaffrey continues to make a lot out of nothing when he when he has to. DJ Moore, these guys are making plays. So I'm ready to say this isn't on the offense. To me right now, I'm completely looking at this defense and saying, guys, what the heck? This is not the team that I know. I don't care what is, how many new assistant coaches we got, Cody. We cannot let teams gash us like this, and so I can't defend Poe anymore. Poe is trash, as Underground West says. I can't defend him. I can't, and and I'm not even, I can barely even go to be at bat for Washington, even though I don't believe he's truly as at the heart of the problem as many people believe, but at the end of the day, we're not sharp enough, and who does that come down to? I guess the, the ax has gotta fall on somebody, and I promise you this, it will fall on Eric Washington before it falls on Ron Rivera.
2: Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, we've seen Sean McDermott as the defensive coordinator, and we've seen Steve Wilkes as the defensive well, coordinator. And, and it's, you know, the fact that it's the same problems, but even worse than they ever have been. You, you know, uh, I mean, we never... We, well, no, no, let me take that back. We've never had a problem with tackling, ever. And I don't, I, I don't feel like... But, um, yeah, it it will fall on Washington first. But, Ron Rivera, like I said, Ron Rivera is a defensive head coach. And he has the reins. If at any time he wants to make a change to salvage our season, and then it, it has to happen now, man. I, I don't know what it is. He's not a good defensive play caller. He might be a good coach. I mean, people, uh, they like him. You know, Julius Peppers came back in large part because of him. But as a defensive play caller, it, it just doesn't seem... It, he seems lost. He doesn't have an idea of how to defend against certain looks on offense. So, yeah, it's bad, man.
1: Well, the only thing I disagree with that is is I haven't believed that um, that the play calling itself has been the problem. Now it might. I mean, I guess we could. We could nitpick over. Could a different defensive call been better at that time? But a lot of times that these plays are given up, Cody. I just see guys. It's just like, good gosh. Is I don't care what play call it was. They're not supposed to be able to run for ten yards. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, but uh, is that? A, but you're right. Is this? Is that? So if if this is too big for Eric Washington at this point. Ron Rivera does need – and he does understand this. I think we saw this at the end of last year when he went right – when he came out and said, "Nah, we're not rethinking our Mike Shula, and then the next day he fired him. Ron Rivera is not um, above self-preservation.
2: No, and he shouldn't be. (laughs) He uh, he shouldn't be. I I mean, I I don't know, though. But then, okay, then that leads me to think because of what you just said. If the play calling – hasn't necessarily been that bad, then, it, Then yeah, it's it's a part of the coaching then, of, yeah. of the, the, the instructions that, that they're receiving. I mean, and It's like James Bradbury is another guy we haven't talked about enough yet, I don't feel. He makes a play, and then he just lets a receiver just body him or he bites on a play that, I mean, you can make the claim that James Bradbury is what started the avalanche in Pittsburgh. You know, oh, I agree.
1: The, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna argue that one bit.
2: Yeah. So then, and Cam's it,
1: and Cam's pick, it was just back to back. Just like you said, the beginning of the avalanche, the Bradbury play was like the first rock that fell at the yeah. top of the mountain that then created that giant snow that avalanche.
2: Yeah, and then, uh, keep pounding worldwide it says it's two things. Washington isn't bringing enough pressure and Poe's not holding up in run defense. And that's a pretty fair assessment, you know? Uh, That's a very fair assessment. I mean, you know, your, your one technique is supposed to be your run stuffer and your ability to stop the run on all different levels starts with that one dude, with that one guy. And if he's not holding up on the run, then it makes it harder on everyone else, you know? I think K1 Short is having a worse season because of don tari poe
1: one thing that does is strange to me is when i see kk and poe out there together kk's on the left side and Poe's on the right and every time we used to see star and kk in there they were flipped now i don't know why this is but right now poe is not done enough and I, I think Poe. I will be. I, I will say that a lot of times people are, are dumping on Poe when it's unfair. Like I'll hear them dumping on Poe and like he wasn't even on the field on that play. But you know what? <laughs> he hasn't done enough. And there was a play today where Luke Kuechly got blasted by a guard, and Poe just looked like he had gotten pushed out of the way too easy. And I, I mean, it's just been a failure on that front for. Uh, systemically it's just not it's been the root of all of our problems this year the number's 252-228-5098 we got a lot more to talk about
4: yo this is
11: DJ I'm, I'm absolutely disgusted at this loss we had 10 days to prepare for this game yeah. there should be no excuse why we were playing the way we were the defense is like I've said from the beginning of the season has been trash i Eric Washington, I don't know what he's doing. Now we have to go fight for a playoff spot, and I don't even want to go in the playoffs like this, like and with the defense the way it is, we're definitely not beating New Orleans. They're going to march all over us. If we're playing like this. I'm just, I'm a Panther fan, true and true, but this is this is getting hard to watch.
1: It is getting hard to watch, and what's really scary to me about all of this, guys, is that. There's so many things that are gonna to have to be addressed in the off season going forward, and Cody, you've said that this was the year for us to go after it, that this was the year yeah. that we actually had the team, arguably to to make a Super Bowl run. But nobody is gonna ask the Chris Chris Clark to play left tackle next year.
2: No, nobody. No, no,
1: no. Yeah, I mean we have no edge rushers at this point. Uh, Eric Reed is on a one-year deal. Like, there's a lot of, while there is on offense, I do think we have a lot of exciting things at wide receiver. And Christian McCaffrey has just been amazing and tremendous. And we know, I think Cam just has looked better and better each week. But we don't feel, look, Matt, uh, Ryan Khalil's probably going to retire after this year. So you're going to have to replace a left tackle, a center, um, and you don't even really know if your your left guard position is solidified. Thomas yeah. you know there is a, there's gonna be a lot of changeover on this team as well and they're at very valuable positions, which makes it very difficult to address easily. So there is the Panthers are gonna have to do something aggressive in free agency this year at some spot whether it's at defensive end, whether it's at uh, on, on the offensive line, you are not going to be able to fix quickly enough this through the draft.
2: Uh, well, I, I've heard you say that before, and I, I disagree with you then and I, I disagree with you now. I mean, we've all seen what one good draft can do for a football team. Look at the Saints, you know? That's why I'm saying if Ron Rivera is fired, Mario Hearn is out the door too. And I do agree that we do need to be aggressive in, in free agency and bring in some players uh, that that can really help push this team over the edge. The thing that's so disappointing, though, man, is, you know, I remember Dave Gettleman when he was still with the Panthers saying that when it comes to a window, he doesn't believe in a window because ideally you should always build your team to be in contention. And I understand that. I mean, look at Pittsburgh. Look at the Steelers. But then there are some teams when they have a certain amount of players, you know, a certain group of players, a Greg Olsen, a Khalil, a Thomas Davis, throwing the Julius Peppers on that on you know to that mix. Uh, even a Jerry Allen, even though you know he wasn't a Panthers long time player. You know, you have players and you want to win it for those players. And you have a window of time where you maximize your talent level with those said players. And if you're not getting the job done, then, yeah, you absolutely have a window because you're right. We might have three offensive line positions to fill. And we don't know if we're going to resign uh, Eric Reid. We're hoping that we do. So maybe free safety is another one. Uh, you know, How about Mike Adams, uh, 39 years old. Strong safety is another one i mean uh, this team might not be very far away from a rebuild that's why you have to win while you have the pieces around the team right now and they're failing to do that on a consistent level all
1: right the number is 252-228-5098 your calls on the c3 panthers at lions post game show
10: fellas what's going on man this is train uh off Twitter classic culture on Twitter shout out to the best Panthers podcast out there word sorry for the lack of enthusiasm you know this 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 this, this game hurt man a uh, couple takes number one uh, I think that uh, that Rivera decision at the end of the game was very boneheaded so okay we convert the two point conversion we go up one so I guess we're gonna rely on our defense to preserve a one point lead instead of a zero point lead because they had three timeouts and a minute seven left made no sense Second of all, I think that decision was a symptom of Rivera trying to like appease Tepper with being aggressive. You know, passing it on first down, going for it on fourth down, and now this two-pointer version, which I think leads me to believe that his job is not as secure as we think it is. I think his job is a little, little, little hot, a little more hot than we like than we think it is. Uh, second thing, I, I don't think the Panthers re Devin Punches. I really don't. For a couple reasons. Yeah. One, he's not that great. I think he's a decent receiver. He's not a number one. But two...
1: He's not even a number two at this point. I think
10: Cam does better with receivers who are shorter and faster. Uh, yeah. The, the ironic thing about that is when Cam is inaccurate, he throws high, which makes you believe that he needs taller receivers. But I honestly think that Cam does better with the Ted Ginn's of the world, with Corey Browns of the world, Curtis Samuel, yeah. DJ Moore. Steve like Smith. Five, 10 to six foot, six foot one receivers who can just, or speedy, who can get open and create separation. I think those are the kind of receivers that Cam thrives with. Devin Funches, Kelvin Benjamin, those kind of guys, they don't do well unless you have rock solid of hands like, uh, like Greg Olson, man. But let me know what y'all think about that. Shout out to y'all. Love y'all. Peace
1: man good call thanks for that we appreciate awesome call we appreciate your call uh, i think we're all on the same page when it comes to devin funches and it brings up a good point is that uh, you know i always feel like cam does better when he knows got when he just trusts guys a little bit more and w- when i say trust them not trust that they're gonna drop the ball or anything, but i think he recognized look look at how good cam has been under north turner i think he trusts north turner I think if you do this, is you look at how how willing he's been to give the ball to Christian McCaffrey, I think he trusts that McCaffrey's a playmaker. I think he trusts that D.J. Moore's a... Tr- I, I, I don't think there's a true belief that these guys are as good as he is when it comes to, like, a Devin Funches. And I think Cam can see a little bit of himself in some of the guys that we're mentioning. And maybe even that's why Greg Olson... Is is the standout in that group because Greg Olson always makes big plays too. So right now is that here is that you might be six inches shorter, but I'm going to throw the ball out there and you're going to run under it, and I know you're going to go get that sucker as best as you can. Other than that crap hitting you in your hands and you letting us down.
2: Yeah, uh, I, Devin Funtis. And, again, I I don't want to be the the guy that makes rash decisions or, you know, uh, 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 opinions that just, oh, he's had a terrible game, got to fire him. But, yeah, I I mean, we've seen a a lot of Devin Funches. He's made some good plays, but then he's also, I mean, and granted he was hurt, but I remember last year in the playoffs, uh, you know, he could have made an extra effort to go for that ball in the end zone in the Superdome. And he just didn't, I, I'm just, I'm not impressed with his overall body of work. Um, I, I, I'm hoping that he's willing to take a hometown kind of discount, if, if or not a hometown, but if he wants to be here in Carolina, yeah, I, I, I definitely think he's going to have to take a pay cut because he's not going to get a whole bunch of money here, or I hope not. It'd be a waste of money at this point.
1: Let me tell you this, is Devin Funches hasn't changed one bit. he's been the same player he's always been and this is through college as well in 2014 they thought he was going to have this giant year after catching like two or three touchdowns and it was in a single game against maybe like app state or something like that or and he ended up finishing the year on with four touchdowns in college as a junior only 733 yards on the season He's been inconsistent throughout his career. And that has not... Is that in his hands were always have been a question mark when it comes to him. So he's really been the same that he's always been. Now, going to, to Ron Rivera, I think, man, is that we're really... We're starting to wonder why Ron Rivera hasn't gotten more out of this team, Cody. We started yeah. so hot. I felt like, man, this was really... We were about to... I thought we were about to catch momentum, not lose it. And right now, uh, this team and and Ron Rivera, I believe, is on the hot seat. And maybe not the hot seat as in, hey, if you don't uh, make the playoffs, you're fired. But I don't think right now he's doing much to inspire Tepper uh, to keep him around for much longer. You have a holdover GM, like you've pointed out several times. You know, at what point do you rip the Band-Aid off?
2: uh i was i mean i was disappointed i mean i I remember you know a lot of people being okay with bringing back marty herney um i was not one of those people um but he was the guy that they hired so i wanted to give him a chance and i mean he has made some i mean dj moore i think we're excited about we definitely love dante jackson but then you know I, I want us to bring in a gm that has a chance to hit on uh, on a seventh round pick that you've never heard of and then he's just you know awesome i mean there are gms that do that and he's just um I, I don't know if uh marty Herney is one of them if yeah if we have a bad if we don't finish out this season at at least you know 10 and six 11 five. Uh, you know and heaven forbid we missed the playoffs yeah man i said fire everyone fire everyone that isn't cam newton and, and and luke
1: so sad that that's where we're at at this point in cam's career we should be at the point in cam's career where we're at dominant mode you know is that we should not be uh at, but look i guess what green bay is having to go through all right next call. yeah
6: all right, I just wanted to make, uh, one other point. This is Mel. Um, the oh, last call on the, uh, for to go for two rather than, uh, letting Gano kick it, I believe it was the right call. It was a called call by Ron. It didn't work out. That was unfortunate. Um, if you looked at the first extra point kick, Gano almost missed that. Then he proceeded to miss a easy field goal and then miss another extra, uh, miss a, the second extra point. So, at that point, it was, okay, Gondola's having a bad game. We're not going to put it in his hands to tie it up because why would we put ourselves through that? Um, the second point I wanted to make was that Cam on that last throw, the guy was wide open, but Cam has never really been good at doing, like, little um, over and under or over and up throws, I guess to say. So, the lineman was right in front of him. He couldn't throw it through him because he would have got up and batted it. So he tried to go over, it. well, he tried to go over him, but he, he's never really been good at, like, the little touch pass. So it sailed right over right to it. And, um, I mean, I've known Cam long enough to know that he's not good at those type of passes. So I, I don't really hold that against him. It was just, uh, the Lions played hard. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate. I want to say this is one of the better coached games this year. I know that might be hard to think uh, considering what happened, but I think we adjusted well to the run because they came out and gashed us on the run. We, we adjusted well on the run. Um, Norv, it, it wasn't like the best offense but if you look at the stats, I mean, we we moved the ball well. I yeah. mean, we got down the field a few times enough to – which we should have won the game. Um, that's just the other points I had to make. Uh, keep on going.
1: I, I mean, I agree with a lot of that. I think that a lot of people are going to be disappointed in the Cam throw because, you know, he's actually been so much better on those throws this year. You got to wonder if that ankle had anything to do with it. Somebody messaged me on Facebook earlier and saying that Cam – it uh, has been flat-footed all day. And, and you don't know. And, and I thought Cam was just straight dealing. So I don't really have any problems other than that, like, he threw up a ball. I, I think that one interception he had was probably a forced ball. Like, uh, probably not the best read on that. Miss McCaffrey once where, not where he missed him as any, he, oh, he didn't throw it to him. He didn't throw it to him. That was the only missed part of it. I thought he was on point today. So, I I guess that the touch passes, I feel like Cam has just been so much better that. And I agree. Uh, The offense did what it took to win this game. The adjustments were made. I felt like maybe a little slow when it came to Funches being a problem. But they did make them. I think this really comes down to defense. And and to that point, Cody, this is the one time we've had all three timeouts late.
2: Yeah, we've had all three timeouts (laughs) and we didn't really... uh have much of a much of a need for them. um i don't know how many uh calls we have left but one of the things that cam newton said that i think as we near the end of the podcast um it's good to put out there for everyone feeling like shit uh cam newton says we are going to be okay i believe in every person in that locker room and i know they believe in me amen so yeah um I mean, listen, they're showing, I have the sand scam on, they're showing the wild card picture. Um, right now, uh, Minnesota and Chicago played tonight, I believe. Uh, right now, we're the sixth seed. As of right now, um, I don't know what happens tonight with Minnesota. Uh, we're hoping that they lose. But our destiny is still in our hands. And I, I don't know if, if everyone believes that we're going to be able to pull it out. Um, I, I still have hope that, We can make a push at the end, but we have to play better than this. If this is indicative of... If this is all we're capable of doing, then, yeah, we're dead on arrival. All
1: right, next call.
2: Yeah, go ahead.
9: Hey, first-time caller. Uh, That call by Ron Rivera to uh, go for two was stupid. made no sense whatsoever. (laughs) It's like every other call. that was the wrong choice. If we made it, it wasn't for the win, um, because... Either way, if they were able to get a field goal, um, they won. And if they weren't, we were going to get the ball back. With a fresh set of downs, finally playing in a hurry-up-paced offense that we were missing for 80% of the the
0: game. Stupid call, stupid call. Needs to be replaced.
1: A lot of Panther fans uh, weighing in on the final decision to go for two at the end instead of kicking an extra point. Really been an even divide among fans. We're gonna keep pounding with this. The number's 252-228-1598. I guess I gotta download the call. That would help, wouldn't it? (laughs) Hey! So, I I am uh, intrigued. It's it's so, it, it is refreshing to see how many people see it both ways. You know, is that it's the worst call, it's the best call.
12: Okay, so this is Carl Van. First time calling. I just wanted to first, I wanted to thank uh, Tony Dunn for that twenty dollars for the uh, the mental health going <laughs> on. <out of> <laughs> watching that shit show, that really helped. I didn't buy lunch though. I bought uh, I bought beer with it.
8: He bought beer still,
12: with. I was pissed <laughs> off in that game, and then there was a Steelers player sitting down beside me. She was just like. It's about the experience. It's about the experience. I'm like, lady, do you go on to fucking labor for the fucking experience? <laughs> I was just so fucking pissed off about that game and I was just hoping so bad that we would get a fucking win this week. Just to make just to make just to make it make me feel better. The Lions, bro? It. How do we fucking do that with the Lions? We missed yeah. two field goals. Graham Gano like what? Five, five drops, and you can see all those fucking Twitter and uh, and Facebook that people were calling Cam trash because of this shit.
1: Oh gosh, It's bullshit. The
12: only thing I can say is, bro, is that I'm satisfied with our offense and the way it's played. I agree. Some miscues and some drops and stuff like that. I love North Turner. Uh, he is. He's gone well beyond my expectations, and I feel like we have a future with this team, but I do not believe this is our year because our defensive line is soft as wet fucking baby shit. I thought no- <laughs> <how did> he was <laughs> going toilet paper. The all these years our defense has carried us. The one time we have the offense that can carry us, our and we can't match it together. Our defense
1: is charming. <laughs> what did
12: we do? I mean, what? Somebody please explain to me why, what can we possibly do to light a fire under this defense? Our secondary is playing really good. I like the way, I like what I saw from Eric Reed. I like what I saw from uh, Bradbury and Jackson. I even like what I saw from Captain Munderland. But now, and Luke, Luke uh, Luke and Thomas Davis, guys, are always Luke and Thomas Davis. It's our fucking front four and I'm
4: pissed off, and I'm gonna leave it with you guys. Thank
1: you. <laughs> yeah. You get the applause from me is that is, first of all, though, you had me when you went and took my 20 bucks and bought beer. That was it, is don't <laughs> buy yourself much, you need beer. The only thing is, is now we're gonna need liquor after this. I think he's right, man. Is that, uh, as I think that the offense has been good enough, man, or better than it, better than expected, better than expected. This defense and this front four has been pretty darn atrocious, in my opinion. And that egg is on my face, Cody, because I said we were going to get 60 sacks this year. (laughs)
2: Listen, man, we were all hopeful that we were going to have a bunch. Um, so it's not just on your face. Um, yeah, I, shout out to Carl Van, man. That, I mean, what a, what a hell of a first call, man. If you're going to call in, that's how you do it.
1: That's Um, my dude.
2: Yeah. He is awesome. There's not much (laughs) else to say, except that was an awesome call, but I do agree with him though, man. I mean, as of right now, if I'm, uh, what I'm not going to come on here is and do is lie to y'all. Um, I, I just, I don't. I don't see this. Even if we make a run, I don't feel this is a, a championship football team. Because I don't know how you make the change to being a dominant defense in a week or so. You know, I don't. I don't think this offense uh, alone is going to be able to do it. I, I'm just. I'm, I'm not high on this football team right now to compete. I do think we're a playoff team. But I don't think that we're a team that can go all the way and um, bring home a Lombardi trophy. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't feel like I, I am.
1: I think you're right. Is, um, I, one thing's for sure, these guys are not getting any younger. Richard, no. Richard's Outdoor World said call of the day. All right, here we go. Let's go across the pond. Hi, guys.
4: Rich in England. Well, that wasn't great, was it? Um, I don't know if some of you might fancy hearing me. Where loudly in English, um, no, it comes down to coaching. Um, we can say anything we like, but we had ten days off. Um, yeah, we also went into our previous game after the bye and basically laid an egg. Um, that's what it comes down to. I mean, you can pick on numerous things. You can say it's defense. defense you can say it's offense. You can blame Gano, um, and it's easy to blame Gano, but. Cam it's there's an interesting thing with Cam I noticed tonight, he doesn't scramble. Um, for all the yards he picks up rushing, they're all designed. There was when yeah. after the DJ Moore eighty two yarder, you take a look on I think it's on third and two when Cam misses the throw. He could have gone to his blind side. He was absolutely wide open but he never even sees it. Um I don't know if that's all on cam or whether it's the coaching, but seriously, I, I think, I just think Tep is going to be, I've, I've got so many things I could say, but ultimately I think it comes down to coaching. I think the reason I say that is that all of the Twitter feed of all the Panthers fans, and I follow a lot of you, we're all saying the same thing, which means it's, it, <laughs> if it's that obvious to so many of us, then surely it can be it it, it it has to be down to the coaching. I mean, the, the, it can't be. I mean, all right, the tackling's a bit off here, quite a lot off. Um, I'd like to see Eric Reed moved up to strong safety because every time he tackles someone, he sells them like You've a You've been saying that for actually a while. A tree. Um, and we have to try something. There's a few personnel things, but ultimately, we all know DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel are, are explosive. And, you know, DJ showed that tonight. I don't know. Anyway, that, that's my thoughts. I mean, I, I could go more in-depth, but I, I think the coaching, we have to look at it. It has to change. Uh, anyway, enjoy, guys. Keep pounding. Cody,
1: this is what I tell you about people with the English accent, man, is that they can talk shit to you, not to us. It's talking shit to the coaching staff. And Ron Rivera and them just sit there and go, gosh, you're such a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, we have
2: to we have to listen to that guy. That guy yeah. has to know what he's
1: talking about. Yeah, and, I mean he's not too high, he's not too low, no. he's just delivering it. But there's something think- about the sophistication of the English accent that goes, huh? He's probably right, even if he was talking bullshit, he's probably right.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and he is right. And you know, I wanted to bring it up on the last call. I mentioned it. But uh, this isn't being said enough. The fact that we've had that we had extra time to prepare for this, yeah, and this is the product that we put out on the field. That's right. Yeah. That's not acceptable, man. And yes, it, it is a coaching thing. And if if this year doesn't produce something better, then yeah, it might be time to reinvigorate the coaching staff with uh, with something new. And that might be painful because that might take that might take a year or two to build. You know, I, I, it just sucks. I want we all want instant grits, you know, but uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't work that way all the time. But um, I'm hoping that our coach turn it around because I agree with our caller. The the coaching has not been good on either side. Well, offense yeah has been has been better than the defense, but still a lot of questionable calls on uh, both sides of the of the football.
1: Why were we not prepared more to attack their offense with our defense? We have ne- we That's one thing we have not been on. And I'm not saying blitz, but attacking weaknesses on offense with our defense. And this is almost historic. We traditionally, every time we play a line that gives up a shit ton of sacks the week before, we don't get jack against them against them go back to the saints the saints go back and watch every saints game for the last five years every time we play them they're like they have the worst offensive line they got sacked six times this and we can't get squat against them
2: i know how do how, how depressing is that
1: what is that t- it's one thing when you're saying hey you couldn't get to ben roethlisberger you're going against pittsburgh and they got a great offensive line but this Lions line has been trashed, man, and there are not enough playmakers on that. That's where I'm worried, Cody, is how do you fix this? I don't think that if you're picking in the 20s, 17 and later, you get a guy that's good enough to fix it. The number is 252 228
11: 5098 What's up with y'all, boys? It's your man, Mr. T-Money, 1993. What's up, T-Money? Um, and I just Straight to facts. Say, at the end of the day, man, Punches had a bad game. I think that was partly, you a know, the pressure game. of playing in front of your friends and family yeah. going back home. Uh, but I'm not ready to give up on them. I do think, um, DJ Moore and Samuel, we have to find ways to get them ball the ball, but I think everybody works together. And I don't mind Ron's decision to put his big boy pants up and go for the win on the road. Yeah. Uh, I respect it. Uh, and plus, the was struggling. So, how many of uh, how many people would have been flipping him to know would have missed that extra point? But that's it, man. I have a good show.
1: Yeah, is uh, I think that is one thing that is that T Money's probably right about is is that um, Funches probably brings you some matchups that are helpful. But if he's not going to catch the ball, it doesn't matter. And and it is. He's supposed. To, everybody's talking about him going home. He's gonna have a go. He's going home. He's having a homecoming party. That mug came home and realized that his girlfriend was sleeping with his brother.
2: All right. Yeah. <laughs> too, <laughs> too far. Too far. I mean, not nah, out of left field, but yeah. Listen, man. It's. But. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm seeing quotes from Cam Newton's press conference, and he said that everybody just took turns. Uh, just took turn making mistakes. And I kind of agree with that, man. The, I mean, this game is on everybody, and the caliber of team that this is with the players that are on the team it's just, it's not good, man. We have to uh, hold more people accessible, so, or, or uh, accountable, rather. So, right. uh, yeah.
1: Just a couple more calls.
0: c podcast, this is Brian from San Diego. Now I'm all aboard the curtain, Grand over because it's trash. You will know, be trash, and he makes lots of money for being trash. But anyways, once again, Cam Newton cannot do everything on his own, nor can he make all the throws. Even if he does have one or two occasional throws, he has to make on the bank. But Cam Newton played great. Put my hat on always, because he's the only really great thing that we have in week in and week out. And then, you know, we have flashed the Fish McCaffrey there. Um, I really think, <laughs> I mean, Come on, dude. We're going to lose one to two of those games the last three weeks of the season, so we might actually miss the playoffs with the way things are working out. Uh, that being said, uh, we're going to have a whole brand-new overhaul of coaching staff. But
4: anyway, it's the show.
0: Hope we win next week. Uh, keep on.
1: Uh, a lot of common themes here. Coaching staff coming under fire now. We're questioning if this – game will if we are going to be a winning team this season we're going to have to start winning some games we're supposed to start today it's going to have to start next week with seattle numbers 252 228 this is c3 panthers podcast you catch us live 9 p.m on tuesday nights go ahead and subscribe smash that thumbs up button share the broadcast with a friend we're growing big each and every week here's the next call
11: Man, I'm getting so tired of the Eric Washington slander. <laughs> this is your boy, Mr. T. Money. T. Money is three. back. Yeah. It's just stupid. It is on our players. I
1: man. agree with this. So I do believe from. it. Mid tackles
11: are so old. I'm so tired of watching these linebackers trying to clean up after each other instead of the first one that gets there, get them down, stop them. But no, it's uh, even early on, uh, about halfway through the game. We had that they see that spring and shot went to go make the tackle. Uh, he missed, the guy goes back inside, everybody else cleans it up. No. The first guy to get there, get him down, man. Nobody I mean, Bradbury does good, but he has his mess ups every so many times a game. It's just I don't blame Eric Washington. I blame if you wanna blame anybody, blame we've been running the same defense three years. Each coordinator just does a, a little different. And I am so tired of that fake double A gap blitz where T D and Luke walk up and then they either peel off or blitz. I'm so tired of that. And we've been doing that before Eric Washington became defense coordinator and we'll probably be doing it after, man. I'm out. Yeah,
1: well, I mean I I do believe is that maybe that Eric Washington could be the easy scapegoat. Players have not been playing well. Let's just say that they have not won their individual battles and at any level. And I, I was really starting to question, uh, our linebacker group. I felt like they had a good second half today, better second half. So that, that was, uh, but where is the real identity of this team on defense? And I'm sad that it's really generated from Dante Jackson and Eric Reed.
2: Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the things that he says is that it's not, you know, having linebackers clean up for other players, uh, is, has been a problem. And yeah, that, I mean, listen, there's no way our coaches aren't telling them how to tackle correctly. Yeah. I mean,
1: they shouldn't be teaching that. And in the NFL at this point, you should know how to tackle.
2: Yeah. No, that's a hundred percent true. Um, but, uh, it's it's just I don't know, it's a weird situation. I mean, I, I do think that um you know, Eric Washington maybe isn't as bad as everyone makes him out to be even as seated as I' am on him sometimes. but I, I do think that there is um that there needs to be better decisions made on on personnel on both sides of the football, and I think that is something on Eric and Norv Turner and, and Ron Rivera.
1: Well, we're not cutting Luke Kuechly. You're, yeah. not, you're not cutting um, Dante jack You know I mean? These guys that are missing the tackles, you're not cutting them. It's right now is that it's going to fall on Eric Washington before it falls on Ron Rivera. That's the truth. And whether that's right or not, is that the the unit, the, the at the end of the day, he's the CEO of that unit and that company is not paying uh, the dividends on their stock that that were promised. Last call of the night, night, uh, we're gonna be here on Tuesday night, live, 9 p.m. You can leave your calls in the meantime using the number 252-228-5098. We'd love for you to be a part of the show. We appreciate all the people that are supporting the show in the chat room. You can continue to support the show by smashing that thumbs up button. That costs you nothing, guys. Turn your phone portrait, smash the thumbs up button. Every single person, part of this show in the chat room, you got to smash the thumbs up button. It's like the equivalent of keep pounding on the C3 Panthers podcast. We need your help, guys. Continue to grow this show. We're growing astronomically. The calls are getting greater and better each and every week. More and more. Here's the last one of the night, Cody.
13: My thoughts on today's game are more than anything aggravated. Um, The Panthers are... They have a good team, but they cannot seem to play all four quarters. We are probably the worst team in the third quarter when it comes to scoring. Uh, inconsistencies on offense, defense, poor tackling. Uh, you know, I could have used the excuse last week we played Pittsburgh on a short week. At home since 1996 in Pittsburgh. Okay, that was Pittsburgh. Well, we just played one of the worst defenses and worst teams in the NFL and look completely terrible. Uh I don't blame Ron Rivera. Uh people need to get off Ron Rivera. I mean he's not playing the game. He's talking but he's not playing the game. And once again, uh Punches, just terrible game. We need to get DJ and Curtis in the game a lot more often. Not take Curtis out after he scores a touchdown and sit him down the next drive. Uh also with that being said, Punches is just it's just it was horrible. No. It was horrible watching punches. Bradbury's not an elite quarterback uh, like everybody thinks he is. Just um, overall aggravating game. I agree 100% with one 0 court for two to win it. You know, his confidence was shook today, and Ron didn't have trust in him. Other than that, time kind of to move on Seattle. We're tough at home. I can see us winning this game. But you got to come out punch Seattle in the mouth first drive and keep it going. Uh, other than that, keep pounding.
1: All right, Cody. Um, I think there's only one last thing to do, and that is. I just like doing it, man.
5: Dab on them folks. Dab on them folks. In that, in that. Dab on them folks. They like seeing it. Tell me what to do. Dab on them folks. All
1: right. This is the hardest part after a loss. It's where we try to pick up our player of the game, our player of the game, the dab on them, folks, pick of the week. Cody, you can go ahead and take your run at this.
2: Yeah, man. I am dabbing on DJ Moore. It, it might have. Uh, listen, man, when, whenever you make a play like DJ Moore makes, going all the way down the field the way he did, he made a few plays that shows why right, he has so much talent and potential yeah listen man whenever you have a bad football game like this it's important that you still give love to the players that deserve love today dj Moore is that player man first round draft pick we're gonna have him for a long time and he's only getting better i love the man love the player dab on him dj Moore.
1: since uh that was gonna be my dab on him pick of the week i'm gonna dab on fried chicken because fried chicken is way better than salad. <laughs> fried chicken and bar Hey, I'm a dab on barbecue too. Also yeah,
2: dab on.
1: Also better than salad. Because Devin Funches, you dropped everything. Your homecoming was yeah. okay. your homecoming was a bust. You showed up to the homecoming party and nobody showed up. And then all you did was drop your drink on your girl. It was terrible. Man, Funches, I'm so sad. And I feel like I was duped into thinking that this was gonna be a year you're gonna show out. I'm back on the hate in the DJ on the Devin Funches train. Put in Curtis Samuel, put in DJ Moore. DJ Moore, man, I'm telling you this, the game never seems too big for him. That man is out there getting it done. He plays exactly like Steve Smith played every play, like it's his last play of his life. And I think Curtis Samuels are much like is is playing like that at this point in his career. So, to you, fried chicken, barbecue, dab on them. It is the C3 Panthers post game show, Panthers at Lions, fall 20 to 19. Cody, tell them how they can find you on Twitter before Tuesday night.
2: At Cody Lacks, C O D Y L A C. Everybody's been shouting me out in mentions and comments. I love the love I've been receiving on Twitter that we all have been receiving who have been a part of this podcast. We love the interaction. And hey, don't let this loss ruin your day or ruin uh, the rest of your week. We're going to be okay. Enjoy your time. That's all I have to say. Free
1: therapy, Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Call 252-228-5098. In the meantime, my name's Tony Dunn. They call me The Professor. You can find me on Twitter, at cat underscore Chronicles. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening Whatever that function is, rate us, share us, do all that. We're growing organically. We don't pay for anything. We're just trying to grow one Panther fan at a time. Remember, we're just in the car riding to the game. Actually, this, this show is us leaving the game and either celebrating or crying about it. On Tuesday night, think of us riding together on to Bank of America to take on the Seattle Seahawks and see if we can salvage what we thought was going to be a great season. We'll check you out Tuesday